It's episode 205 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture. I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Josh Mulder. I'm Chris Schreiber. Chris, you looked uh, I live. dubious when I said that, the episode number. Oh, I don't know. Or were like, you thinking about something else? I was thinking about, do I want to get another L-shaped desk or do I want to get... <laughs> Tetris pieces, yeah, the desk. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. I've been thinking about getting a new desk, but my desk is still still working. So I'm like, why? You know? If it's not a sit stand, I highly recommend it. That is the move. So I would take one. I will but I will never go back. I have so many it other other things convenient. right now to buy for this new house that I'm like if I don't need it, I'm like, I don't I'm not gonna buy that. Yeah. Like, mm. We gotta buy a new fridge. We gotta buy, you know, dishwasher and a. Oh, uh, like all that adult. All, shit. all, all the things. So yikes! It's yeah. like the good thing is because of reasons. Like we have some money set aside specifically for these things, so it's oh, not good. like it's eating into our like everyday finances or whatever. But it's still kind of like, oh, do I need a new so, like? Yeah desk or a new monitor it's like nope not really so don't don't get it <laughs> like just wait you know because there's gonna i'm sure there'll be unforeseen things you know i've been doing that with games lately honestly so oh, like yeah, target been, right I've now been, i've been waiting yeah like target and amazon right now have like buy two get one free on a bunch of like new releases that came out um and i was like guardians of the galaxy resident evil village like all this stuff that i've kind of been like sitting on and I can't bring myself to get it because I'm like, I have so much shit to play right now and there's so mm-hmm. much going on. Yeah. It's like, I might as well just yeah. wait for them to get cheaper. That's 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 how it, I've been waiting on Tales of Arise because I really want to play that. Got really mm-hmm. good reviews. I haven't really like dug into a Tales game other than when I was at IGN, I helped cover Berseria when that came out. And I, oh, yeah. I, I liked it, but I only played so much because it's work. You move on to the next thing, right? So it's yeah. like you play five hours and then it's like, we got the new thing. You got to move. Um, but I haven't really played. I was in the middle of like I was in the middle of like the ending of Far Cry Six, yeah. and they're like, "Call of Duty's out. Yeah. You got time to go you to move." Yeah. Um, but I haven't really played one since like Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube. Um, wow, which I really liked Throwback. a lot, but I haven't played a lot of the Tales games. But Arise, I'm like, oh, this looks really cool, but I'm like super invested in all this Final Fantasy stuff right now, and also with the move, like I don't have tons of time to play tons of stuff. So I've been kind of just waiting. I'm like, I don't want to buy this for $60 and then not play it. Yeah. You know, yet. So I'm kind of like, yeah. I think around black Friday, I'm like hoping it'll go on sale and I can snag it because I'll have, it will. It's I'll a have vacation time, time, you know, in December. So I'll actually have time to, to be like, Oh, I want to actually dig into this. So everybody we'll I know who is playing it either for review or for coverage or something like that, like, in the industry pre-release, they were all like super in love with it. And I was already like my next JRPG, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play Scarlet Nexus is gonna be my next one. I haven't played anything since Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. And then before that, like FF7 Remake and before that, I like, I literally don't know mm-hmm. what the last JRPG was that I played. And everybody was that I was talking to had either sampled or had worked on both Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise. And the demo for Scarlet Nexus grabbed me way more than the Tales of Arise one. But ev- universally, everybody is like, play Tales of Arise. 
Hmm. It's really, really good. I played I played the Scarlet Nexus demo and I wasn't I I expected to really like fall in love with it and after it was over I was like I don't know if I want to do that. I gotta yeah. I just I had I didn't, I didn't the, dislike it. I just was like there were I feel things like it about just didn't it where I was hit. like okay. Yeah, it, it didn't hit. It didn't hit me the way I wanted it to. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, all right, this was quick question. Fine, I guess because I, I, I have, I, I think I've figured something out about myself about specifically Scarlet Nexus. Mm. Who did you play as in the demo? The guy. I did both. Oh, okay. I only played the the dude, and then I because I just assumed it was the same, but I played the guy, and then was just like eh, super not the same. It's not. Uh, yeah, no, I played the demo as the guy and really, really liked it, and then when I started the main game. Like, cause it's on game pass. Uh, I chose the lady and I don't like how she plays at all. Mm. And I think you have to play fully like half the game as her. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah. And so I kind of fell off of it after that, even though like when I was playing as the guy, I like really liked it a lot. Like, like I was like, wow, this is like up there with maybe not quite the level of Final Fantasy seven remake as, as far as like game feel, but like it's, in the ballpark mm-hmm. like of just like this is really fast and fluid and feels really great to me yeah uh whereas like tales of arise just felt like kind of weird like i didn't i didn't get what i was doing well it's like, a I, demo I, I, like, oh. I purposefully am not playing the demo i was just gonna go in and of tales of arise yeah because yeah. like usually those demos they'll like put you a couple hours in or like don't really give you the gist right and they're just like yeah here's just a taste of it i'm like i just want to like play it you know i just want to go in and like go from the beginning and actually play it so i'm kind of i'm not really yeah. going to play the demo for that i have been kind of holding off purposefully but yeah yeah also they make you juggle like six characters or something jesus and it's just like switch them in like have you not played the tales of arise demo no Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like, they, you go into battle and you have, like, you choose one of the main characters. There's, like, again, like, to, like Scarlet Nexus has two main characters, and you choose to play as either the pink-haired girl uh, with the rifle, who's also the healer. Actually, I think you can play as any of the main characters. Now that I think In Symphonia, it. I know you could, and then um, if people plugged in their, uh, if you plugged in four GameCube controllers, then someone could play everyone like their own person in the party so like see that's awesome so like if i if i use final fantasy 7 as an example like if there were three players then like the first player would be like cloud and then you could have like someone playing tifa and someone playing Aerith, basically but then the rest of the game was still single player like normal where it was just you running around doing stuff but every time you got into battles it was like you and other people could like play together i I think it's neat i think that's kind of a neat little idea but yeah, it's such a weird thing because, like, you would think because virtually all JRPGs are, like, party-based, mm-hmm. you would think that would be, like, a natural fit for, like, multiplayer co-op, but almost no games I, do that. I figure they, just, so they just don't. Um, the GameCube was, like, they were trying a lot of stuff, but I figure it's just, yeah. like, people don't really want to sit there, you know, while... Uh... Some yeah, one I mean, person's playing the game and then just occasionally they get to pick up a controller and play, right? So maybe it's not as yeah. fun. Whereas like if you do the like Wind Waker thing with the Game Boy, it's like, you know, that person has the map, but they also have like all this other information. So it's kind of like they're helping more. It's not like they're just yeah, sitting there, you know, watching cutscenes. Yeah. So it might maybe it's maybe it's partially that. I don't know. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't tried to do more of that with like the Switch app. Or something, or like with a mobile mm. app, 
Like, it just seems yeah. like something they would be like, oh, if you're a Switch Online subscriber, you know, you get access to this thing in Breath of the Wild or whatever. Oh, my God. Do you guys remember that thing about The Division where they were going to have people rolling around as, uh, as like, the little drones, like, scouting stuff out? Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not really. It was, like, an E3 Yeah, d- during the reveal yeah. for the first during, one. I think for the first one. Yeah. I mean, that game changed... Dramatically. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like that but game. Yeah, when, the, when they were like when they did the demo and everybody was like really wowed because the guy was was like next to the car and he like as he was keeping in cover, he like put his hand up and like closed the car door gently. And people were like, oh, what? You're interacting Wait, with your I, environment. Was it the I've division heard, or well, was it watchdogs? No, it was the division. Um it was the, the watchdogs, watchdogs one dogs, was also not yeah. real, but I've heard yeah. that both. No, of but those it was trailers a, it was a squad real. based one. Because remember, this was also the trailer that got a lot of backlash for like the party chat, which was like clearly scripted. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the lady, doing that. The, there was a lady who was like, who was like, "All right, I got this new piece of They're gear. Like, Let me put this on." And then, <laughs> and there's another guy that's like, "I'm gonna scout ahead." And then it's like this drone flies over, you know, and it's like very clearly not the way anybody talks to you, anyone else. Yeah, you know, you know um, the closest <laughs> that that game ever got to emulating that trailer was the survival mode, which I still think is like. Like in the dark, maybe I mean, the dark no. They had a whole mode called survival, yeah, and it was the best, the best mode in the whole game, and it's not in Division Two, which is really frustrating because my I wish old it was. boss, that was like all he did when that. Yeah, so that. it was like basically That's like when they took Firefight out of Halo. I was just like, "What are you doing? This is literally my favorite it's part back. of this game." Well, not in Infinite, but it's back in. Uh, it's in Master Chief Collection. It's in Master Chief Collection now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like the the way it worked was, uh, it was it was almost like a battle royale mode, like right when that was happening. But they didn't call it that. Um, but you basically were dropped into the like the the entire city of New York was in a like a massive snowstorm, and you got dropped into it with just a pistol and like basically a hazmat suit, but it did not warm you. And you had like a temperature gauge, and you had a thirst gauge, and hunger. Um, and there were NPC like How you enemies eat to and fight. drink when you're in a hazmat suit. Well, you weren't like you didn't have a helmet. Oh, okay. It was just like the. It's not a very good hazmat. It was just like a rubber then. suit, basically. But like, I'm just making an. Ex- I'm just saying an sure, example. Sure, sure, I don't sure, know. sure. Uh, but the idea was that you had to go find like shelter to warm up, and you had to like craft clothes, and you would kill enemies and take their guns, and they had like rarity levels and damage, just like the regular game, and you would mod them. And you had to find food and like all this stuff. But the thing was that if it's like the division crossed the long dark. Sure. Um, I don't know if you played that. No, but the the idea was that you needed to get to the dark zone, like to the middle of the dark zone and get to a helipad. And then you had to extract. And if you got out, you got to you got like all this loot in the rest of the game. But you also like got to be like, I won. Right. Um, But you would run into other players. There was like 25 other players squads or whatever but you could do it solo also if you ran into people you could like talk to them and be like want to team up and like you could do the rest of the thing cooperatively or you could literally kill them and take their like granola bars and their water and stuff because you're like i'm thirsty as shit and this guy's got soda i'm pretty sure so i'm gonna kill him hey that's that's a pretty looking nature's valley you got so what would often happen would be like so good you'd get like one guy versus two guys and then or, I'm sorry, four guys versus two guys, and the four guys would be like, we can take them, and then they would just, you know, 
and that's kind of how kind of how it went. We 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 would generally avoid people, um, but if I saw someone and they aimed at me, I was just like, nope. I'm like, I'm taking you down. But <laughs> that mode die. was so good, and I miss it so much. And and I people have been asking for it for like years in the division two. They're like, please bring back survival mode. And they're like, oh maybe. Like, and it's like, no, come on. Like, please. It was it was so good. And I realized like it's. I don't know how you would do it in like Washington, right? But then they had that whole expansion where they went back to New York anyway. So I'm like, just do the New York one, do the, just do the snowstorm. I really don't care. I just want it back because it was so good. Like, Polar Knights in the chat just said, "Sweet Jesus, it's like the perfect evolution of beards on this show." Yeah, <laughs> I need to trim mine back a little Is bit. Small. I had no idea. And then yours, medium and then large. I had no idea yours got that dense. Yeah, it. Well, I was trying to thicken it so I haven't like buzzed it or anything but uh i saw my mom this weekend she was like you need to clean that up you look homeless <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like yeah because i mom. yeah i need no, to I, I need to even it out but yeah i'm trying to i was trying to thicken it up i'm leaving mine go i think until the wedding and then when i go to the nice. barber she's gonna be like what the hell happened to you what have you done like, fix it make me pretty <laughs> so again I, so i shaved mine to uh in anticipation of cutting my hair actually because it's getting, I don't know if you can see it, it's getting pretty long. Um, but pr- pretty long for recent me. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but then it, it just didn't, we just didn't end up getting my haircut. So uh, I'm just a shorn I do, boy. I do need a haircut. It's been a while. Yeah, I was going to How get, long is your hair without the beanie? Uh, it's like about here. Holy but crap. It looks yeah. bad is the problem. So if I go like this, I'm like, <laughs> I look terrible. You're, you're, you're doing it's the old my Severus Snape. Yeah. You could do the man bun, though. I'm surprised you don't do that. I did it, it once like, as, a, as a joke, and it looked really bad. I looked really If you really stupid. just want to look like Wesley LeBlanc. I look better with the beanie, okay? I have my wife made me this beanie, and I rock it like a Oh, it looks time. good. Yeah. That's cool. Good job, Nature. She's good at things. There you go. Yeah, unlike, go figure. Unlike me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so I got a couple of things that I want to talk about. We were talking about uh, this before the show, so I figure we'll just we'll just. This is what I've been working on. Let's just blast through it real quick, uh, and then we'll get to some more. Uh, not more interesting thing. I mean, I guess technically more interesting things, but uh, I want to talk about Call of Duty first uh, because I I played through this. I I attended the digital review event. Um, and, uh, I played through Call of Duty Vanguard and I really enjoyed it. I typically don't go for, uh, like history games. Like, um, World I'm War more II of shooters. a fe- Yeah. Like I, if, if I'm going to play a shooter, I'd rather play one that's like near future, distant future, or like fantasy. I like to uh, use games to experience things that I can't in real life. Whereas, like, I could go find all of these guns and shoot them, you know. Sure. Granted, I can't fight in World War II against the Nazis. So, like, if you want to take that tack, you know, whatever. Sure. But, like, I, I'm always more interested in, like, 
looking into the future and and like you know if if I was gonna play with an assault rifle, I would rather it be like resistance, where like the bullseye, where like hey, I can tag an enemy with this and then I can shoot around corners or like fire wildly and the bullets will home in. Like that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Or Titanfall, where it's like I've got this giant mech and like the the smart pistol or something. So you know, bef- before you you continue, uh, sure. There's a series of games that it made me think of it when you were like, I don't like playing historical games that were on the Xbox 360 from the history channel that I oh never played, <laughs> but I, I always, these. I always wanted to play these. So there's They're like bad don't civil them. war, a nation divided. That's one. Uh, there's civil war secret missions, mm. which eh, looks like that. Um, yeah. But if secret you look missions up, like the Harriet, the Harriet Tubman or, uh, uh, whatever no mission idea. where she went and freed a bunch of people. Yeah, no idea. But, I would uh, play that. The that would that might actually be. Dude, watch nice. the freaking drunk history on that. It's outrageous. Wow, there's a lot of these actually, and they're all Activision games. I just of knew, course they. Are. I, I bet they cost like nothing to make, and they made barely anything. But they probably yeah. made enough, right? It's some like <laughs> secondary studio that built it on the Call of Duty Three engine. Yeah, I may have to. I may have to look into getting some of these. Oh anyway, my goodness. anyway, Chris, Chris's Chris's brand is slumming it with games that he should not be wasting his time playing. Yeah, you goddamn right. He's like, I got, I've brand. spent all this time planning this wedding, and I only have so much time. Time to play secret missions of the Civil <laughs> War. I built a time PC play, that has every time Nintendo to play game Nickelodeon. Ever. Time to play Nickelodeon Kart Racers Part Two. If I don't, the streets will. No one, and maybe that's for <laughs> maybe the best. that's fine, yeah. But yeah, so uh, so I obviously I'm I'm playing it for work. I'm writing the, I forgot the what you're guide about for Call of Duty for Call of Duty Vanguard. But uh, it is like roughly five to eight hours, um, and I had a blast with it. I had a really good time with it. I uh, I bounced off of previous like World War Two, World War One um, shooter games. Like I think we played uh, back when Marty was on the show. We played that like. Verdun game or something like that. Like, um, yeah, that was I, actually, they gave that away, I think, on the Epic Game Store a little while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I recognized that that kind of like popped up and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I've bounced off of a lot of those games, but I really, really enjoyed Vanguard. Granted, I had to play it for work, but I had a really good time with it. Uh, an interesting thing is they've kind of, it feels a lot like, an old Xbox 360 PS3 era shooter because there's no collectibles and there's no choices to be made. There's no like branching paths or anything. It is just I like that. I, I a linear shooter. Personally, linear I get I get game. sometimes annoyed when there's like collectibles in certain games where they don't need to be there. They're just there yeah. to like facilitate achievements and stuff and I'm like, "I don't yeah. need this, man. Like just let me play the let me play the thing that i'm playing you have a story I, I, you want to tell i get to shoot yeah. things cool <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, and keep, that, me, that's, keep me on the road right yeah Don't. that is literally what this game is it just keeps moving you along it's very breezy it's a very it's a very good it visits like a lot of different areas like you know the pacific theater you know and the european theater and like different parts of it you know you're in russia you're in you know germany you're in you know a bunch of places you know you're in the battle of midway and other stuff like this um it's cool it's it's really cool um the gunplay feels really good which like 
I know is probably not a surprise to people who are big into Call of Duty games, but I've often found like these World War II games just kind of feel heavy or clunky in a way that I don't find enjoyable. Whereas like this game, I think feels like really good. Like it's, it's, you're definitely making deliberate choices in your, and some of the game, some of the guns are like wildly inaccurate uh, and stuff like that. But like, I, I really like some of them. Like, the scout rifles you get, the sniper rifles you get. I was like, man, this feels really good. Like even playing with a controller, like playing with an Xbox controller on PC. Um, they have the like M1 it just, in it. It just felt really good. The M1. Like I don't know. I, they M1 have the Garand. K, they have they have the KAR87 is one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, then they have the Type 11. They have the MP40. Yeah. They have they have the SG44, which is probably my favorite gun in the game and like you'll pick them up and they'll have like different attachments on them it'll be like sg44 fast mags or like uh i think it's sten or gren something like that it's like a top loading banana clip uh like so they're like they're like the outfitted multiplayer guns but in single player that's what you're saying maybe you can you can also get like a bunch of of uh of like other guns like they have the the mauser like uh and then they've got like the machine pistol, like the, the Han Solo inspiration, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a bunch of that other stuff. Um, nice. Yeah, they've got the guns are really good. Like I really like it. There was there were almost no times uh, in the game where there wasn't a gun around that I really loved. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they they give you a lot of opportunities to play in different ways, like whether you're sniping or whether you're assaulting or stuff. Each of the characters has their own like special ability, which I thought was interesting because you bounce back and forth between them during missions. So like one of the guys is the leader of the of the squad and he can like they'll give you like little opportunities to like focus fire people like um Star Wars Bounty Hunter or not Star Wars Bounty Hunter uh Star Star Wars Republic Commando where you'll be like, "Yo, open this door. Hey, throw a grenade in there. Hey, like attack these guys that are coming in this way." And there's another guy uh you know who can carry four different types of explosives, so you can always be chucking stuff at people. You know, there's always somebody else who can like who can like climb up walls in a, in places that other people can't and like can move really quickly when they're crouching through like tunnels and stuff. Hmm. Uh, and so like, that's what they're about. Um, and there's like other stuff. There's another dude who can like enter like a battle trance, like focus mode where like, uh, pulling the left trigger, like basically auto target somebody. And then you can just like squeeze off a few rounds, kill them, hit it again. It'll like pivot. It'll like automatically aim to somebody else. It's pretty cool. Like it's, you know, each character has kind of their own flavor and stuff. And it's a cool story and the villains are good. So nice. It's like, it's, it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. So I've bounced off of other, uh, world war one, world war two games. And, uh, this one I really, really enjoyed. So good deal. Cool. Having a good time with it. I'm probably going to jump into multiplayer and maybe zombies. I don't know. I, I, zombies I, is I, hard without other people. Unfortunately, yeah. Like oh yeah, zombies is brutal by yourself. Yeah, it's like you really can't get very far. At least I've never been able to. Whenever I, I'm sure there's people out it. there that have that yeah. have done like solo zombie runs and stuff. But yeah, like um, even with uh, playing with my normal kind of game group, which is my wife and two other friends that we have, um, we I don't think we ever actually completed a single level. We were playing like the same one over and over again because there's like secrets in them and there's uh, weird objectives and keys and you don't know what door they go to. So you're like 
trying to go find them and then you're trying to set up for like you know this specific wave is like really challenging and you need to get to this one spot so it's like easier and stuff so it's a, a lot of stuff like that um which is really fun because we we loved like fi- trying to figure out like the puzzles and stuff in there yeah um but there were uh, there were a couple things that made it a little um i don't know unforgiving i would say um but it's it's it is a fun experience it's almost like raiding in a weird way um it it seems like actually it seems like it's just going to be you standing around shooting zombies but it's totally not that like there's there's so much other things going on in the levels that go on and there's like lore and all kinds of weird stuff i don't really care about the lore but like solving the puzzles and like taking things and figuring out like oh if, if if we do this like early on like wave five we'll get this gun early or we'll get this thing early and that'll yeah. help us and stuff like that i like that experience a lot but yeah, yeah there is, i don't i wouldn't do that just... with other i wouldn't do that if i wasn't playing with my my wife and friends yeah and i think that there's some sort of cross play between it i would need to look into this because i think everybody else i know that's covering this game is playing it on playstation and i got it on pc mm. Um, but I think there I might be, be cross surpri- I wouldn't be surprised. Something. I know they did that. Isn't Warzone crossplay at this point? Warzone is and has been, I think, since launch. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't they- be surprised if Call of Duty is a crossplay and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I, and even though there's no collectibles or intel in the campaign mode, there is in Zombies because I know that they really go into... They, they get into it. There's some stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because they actually tease that in the campaign. Oh, um, wow. Like, they... Because like you're going against Nazis and like this is a, one of their side projects. Yeah. Like what's going on with the zombies, um, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, that's. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I just I enjoyed it. I I I definitely would have given it a, a more generous score. Well, you know, on second thought, maybe I wouldn't have because I did run into like some technical issues, but that was like pre-launch and stuff. yeah, I don't know. They don't have yeah. Little, you're not playing a with day rough. one patch and stuff, so. Yeah, it's a little yeah, hard yeah. to say like this is the experience you're going to have, right? Because you because you might they might not like that day which, one patch comes really out and like that problem. Are, yeah. yeah, that problem you've been having is suddenly not a problem, right? So yeah, um, yeah. But I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. And the other game uh, that I got into this week uh, is Inscription, but we can uh, save that for a little bit later after we talk about what you boys, you fine fine chaps, have yeah. been up to. Uh, I have a couple things. I don't know if I don't know what Chris has. I have Mario Party and Forza Horizon Five. Oof! I want to talk about. Wait, uh, Josh, what do you have? Um, I have Pikmin Bloom, and then oh shit, uh, Spin Rhythm XD, which is a Chris Shriver, a Chris Shriver game. If I ever played one, I need to put this in my wish list. And then um. Just like general back for blood slash uh, Final Fantasy updates that are quick, but okay. I want to hear about uh, Mario Party. I'm gonna start off Bri- by saying Brian leaning back on his throne. I wish to hear. I want dance <laughs> of Mario <peasants>. Party. <laughs> um, I will start out by saying if you're on the fence about buying a Mario party, playing a Mario party. This is the one to buy. This is it. This yeah. is the one that's, that's what Mitch told me. This is the one that like, if you have a switch and you've, whether you're a veteran or it's your first time playing Mario party, this is the one that you need to play. 
Um, mm. It is the most excited that I've been about Mario Party since Mario Party Four on the GameCube. Like, wow, it's, which you've pre- which you've mentioned recently. Yes, like, and and how does that, how does it feel to have Mario Golf come and go, Mario Tennis Aces come and go, and then have and and then have Mario Party hit? I mean, it feels very good. It feels very good because like Nintendo's doing this weird thing with the Switch where there some of their like tentpole franchises i think from like the n64 era and things like that that they're making like these ultimate versions of them to the point where i'm like yeah i'm like what else mario kart yeah mario kart smash brothers uh mario party breath of the wild like metroid metroid like they're they're taking all these franchises and they're just like bringing them up to these levels or they're making like greatest hits compilations to the point where I'm like, what else do you do? Like you've mm-hmm. already made everything that I want, or you're you're we're getting to that point where they're Nintendo's running out of things for Chris Shriver, and that's a little scary. Um, like they need they you're not gonna have like you're not gonna have things to ask for. <laughs> no, I know. Like Jess is in that position. Like she like she got her Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X. Like. Everything she's ever she's getting Chocobo Racing next year. Mm-hmm. Literally every childhood game that she has ever played and, and obsessed over has come and gone and been remade, um, or is about to. The last one is about to drop. Um, but all that I being think the said, last one that I have for for Nintendo is probably just like bringing Tetris Attack to the modern era. Which that I'm like, trying to think of. They'll re-skin, I'm trying to think of like someone whatever will that and resell it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Spirit Swap comes to Switch, there it is. Right, but I don't. I don't know if it is. Like it's on itch right now. But for me, yeah, for me, like it's at this point, it's Mario Galaxy Two. Um, that's about it. Like, it, oh no, 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 yeah, three D Land, bring three D Land to Switch. Yeah, but which like but yeah. I still have the three DS, so it's like it's not that big a deal. But I get what you mean. I just it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like I want to get it on something where I can like play with this yeah you know what i mean mom jumps asking uh does that mean switch contra is coming soon contra came it's it's out i don't, I don't know contra hard corpse right isn't that game like 10 out of 10 it's great hard corpse is that, or hardcore hard whatever core. hardcore whatever this it, it's rigor mortis yeah it's a hard corpse yeah it's one of those things uh that you read over and over again and you never actually hear anybody say out loud so your brain's just like yeah this is the word um which is so dumb because it's a pun i know Hardcore. Hardcore. Mario Party. I'm surprised no one made it sooner, to be honest. So, yeah. Um, Okay, and speaking of other stuff, Ocarina of Time 3D, come on. These are all the same complaints. Yeah. Get stuff from the 3DS on the Switch, No, but you know what's funny, though? Like, I have, now that I have the Botticera PC, I'm kind of like, eh. Whatever. (laughs) I have, I have... Like the Master Quest release on uh, the GameCube, like I have that in the living room. I can, I can play it whenever I want. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's all I there. Have modded the emulated versions of the 64 to look even better than the 3DS. Version. They have. They're called HD texture packs, and if you type in any old Nintendo game and type in the word HD, the words texture HD packs. texture packs after them, you will fall into the deepest YouTube algorithm that you possibly can, because there's <laughs> so much to see. <laughs> That's because people love these games because they're good. Yeah. yeah. So, but yes, Mario Party. Mario Party Superstars. Um, it's a hundred of the best mini games in the Mario Party franchise. Um, 
And what's so many mini games? What's really cool is the way that they it's the presentation of it. So like they'll they'll introduce you to a level that could be from like Mario Party One and it'll start out and be like long ago, like the on Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's Tropical Island, the Yoshis would gather for this festival. And they have all these little like screenshots of Mario the original Mario Party on the N sixty four and like it looks all shitty. Huh. And then it like they go through all the screenshots and then it like pans out and like everything runs at 60 fps and looks just so good in this game um like the presentation is unbelievable um and uh the like all the animations are very good yoshi's the cutest he's ever been which like is such a weird wow. thing to to say um but like wow he has the these little movements ever been that like <laughs> like something happens to jess and i just look at each other we're like oh my god like, oh my I god look at him look at him oh. <laughs> um but you know, all that being said, like if you if you've never played a Mario Party, like spoiler alert, prepare to get fucked over because that's what happens in this game. Like I think the only time I've ever played Mario Party was when we were hanging out with you. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, it's a it's completely a game of chance. I, I like, played it growing up. Outside but. of the mini games that you play, um, you know, and whether or not you've played them before and you're good at them or, or not good at them or whatever, there's. There's a lot that can change the outcome of the game uh, by the end of it. Um, like, there's not a whole lot of strategy other than, like, just don't suck at the minigames. Um, <laughs> but, like, outside of that, it's just like, hey, to me, we're, I'm going to give gonna you the best the advice I ever gave you about Mario Party. Just don't, don't suck, suck at the minigames. Mini don't be a loser. Um, like your father. <laughs> but, like, outside of that, there's really not a whole lot that you can do. It's just, like, you are rolling the dice and, like, you're letting the gods control take control of your fate and like you hope that something good comes out of it mm-hmm. um yeah but it's it's a ton of fun especially you know if you're whether you're playing online with people um i haven't done it myself um we've had uh we've played with a couple people either at our place or we went to a, a friend's uh apartment over the weekend and played um but it's just been a great time um the computer is exceptionally difficult to beat um at, really? at times i don't know why like we, we put them on normal like the the game was ending and we had like two turns left we were like is donkey kong gonna win like i think he might win and then with that he <laughs> like you know skirted out the right at the last turn and we were all kind of like oh well that's that's a shame we tried like, well <laughs> guess i'll go rushing disappointment yeah but it's super fun. Like I'm, I, and I'm sure a lot of it's nostalgia for me because like a lot of these are mini games that I haven't played since the N64 because they've been trapped on that mm. system. Um, so, you know, and then they do a good job of showing you like this is from Mario Party One or Two or whatever. Um, and they really have picked you know some of the ones that you like if you've played Mario Party games, um, you know, throughout the series. And you think of, like, is that one there? It probably is. Um, like, mm. Facelift is there. Crazy Cutters. Tug of War. Um, these are all... A lot of... Anybody who's played Mario Party is like, holy shit! Like, everything is... <laughs> um, I really hope they add content um, moving forward, whether it's characters Sora from or... Kingdom Hearts is in there? No. No. Um, they, they only have, I think, 12 characters. Um... So it would be nice to see, like, some of the ones that they've added into, like, Mario Party Superstar, or, um, Super Mario Party. That was the first Switch one. They had, like, Monty Mole and Dry Bones and stuff like that. Wait, this is the second Mario Party game on Switch? So, Super Mario Party 
is the first Mario Party game on Switch. That one is very Joy-Con focused. Like it's very mm. motion control. Yeah. Oh, this is when like we that. were still doing. I think uh, that's like the one, one that Switch I've seen. Yeah. So this one, it's all. Wait. So what is this one called? That one's called Super Mario. Party. Even this one super is, more super. <laughs> this is Mario, Mario Party Superstars. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But almost the same. Almost the same, almost the same but yeah. not. But not. Not quite. Yeah. It's um no, but it's it's entirely based around the idea that like you can play in handheld mode because Super Mario Party it was like well mm. you got to crack your Joy Cons off and blah, and like if you had a Switch Lite <laughs> you were fucked like you just couldn't do it. Um, yeah. You know this one. Which now we do so. Yeah. Um, this one you can play in handheld mode. You can play docked, whatever you want to do. But it's all controls with the controllers as a normal game would. Um, none of that motion control BS that mm-hmm. like half the Mario Party franchise is plagued with. There is no car that you drive around with. Well, like I mean, it's 10. it's easy because it's like, well, we have a new way of controlling something, right? And then they're just like, what game can facilitate like that kind of stuff? Mario Party. Mario yeah. Party. So they yeah. just toss and it in there. Crossbow training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry says, cuter than Yarn Yoshi, blasphemous. Um, no, yeah, that's tall, tall order. Cuter than Yarn Yoshi? He's cuter, I'm telling you. He does this little... Wow. He does... <laughs> and it's really cute. Um, now, if you have I'll a Switch... Take it under advisement. You should absolutely play it. Um, I, it's definitely more fun with other people, but um, even if you have one other person and you're just... Like, there was a night... The first night Jess and I played it where Birdo was about to win... And it was like her and Berto were neck and neck, and I was in last place. And I looked at her, and I was like, I don't care if I don't win, but Berto can't win. Berto so, like, whatever win. we got to do <laughs> to sabotage yeah. this situation. Um, and, like, nice. there's these weird alliances that you just generate through that game. It's just, I don't know. It's fun. It's a kooky little, uh, you know, good weekend uh, Saturday night game. Nice. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I'll probably pick that up. Because everybody's talking about it, and I know people are getting together to play it. So, and people are like still like it, it seems like it, it'll be one of those games that like every now and then it'll be like, you want to play Mario Party like online? Fuck it, yeah, why not? Um, like it's very easy to and just and we hop could organize into. something. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like I know the IGN crew's been playing almost every night. Mitch has been like yep. rallying people for like two weeks straight <laughs> it's ridiculous i'm just like dude are we gonna play guilty gear or dragon ball he's like or never again no, like, Mario no. Party. I'm, I'm taking the dice. i'm taking i'm taking this it to was evo it, it was literally back it was, yeah it was literally back for blood for a couple of days and then it's like mario Party. yeah yeah well, it's like just taking it's, over it's great back for blood so. the replayability is just not there unfortunately i hope it gets there did you guys all see... Do you have anything else to say about Mario Party? Because that is a pretty good segue to Back for Blood. No, just get it. You should... If you have a Switch, you should get it. Just right. get it. Yeah. Just get it. Put just it on the it. box. So it, <laughs> Try so it definitely, three, just get it. <laughs> so it definitely gets your Catch the Fever away. Oh, fuck yeah. It's like one of the best... It's one of my favorite games on Switch. But like... I don't know. I'm a sucker where, for where, good Mario Where does Party. it rank... Where does it rank on your... Uh, on your? We are very close to the end of the year. Where is it ranking on your uh, game of the year? Oh, list? it's like top three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I haven't played much this we're, year. <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're. I mean, that that topic is going to come up uh, later. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at uh, what I've actually done. I played um, a lot of old games this year. I definitely 
going uh, down and using the GG app to track the games that I've beaten and the games where I finish it. And I'm like, that's one of my favorite games I've played this year. Yeah. Add it to the list. And now I can actually just pull up the list and just be like, here's literally a list of all the stuff that I played and loved this year. So when it's, the time comes for the game of the year discussion, like I'm, I am ready. Uh, Brian. But yeah, did you guys see what? Hitman 3 is 24 bucks on Xbox right now. That game is awesome. I can't do it. I Anyway. That that I is in it. that is in my top 3. I believe it. It looks very good. It's really good. And this is the first year that I got into Hitman as we you know we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very very good. Very very good. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh uh did you guys see that thing where like Back for Blood came out and then Left for Dead 2 had like way more concurrence on Steam. That Did you doesn't see that? surprise me at all. Because people played it, and I'm. Well, but I'm how many of those either, people were playing it on Game Pass it. though? And those people are not being tracked by Steam, right? Fair. So I wonder how but, much of it is that. Well, but also, how many people have Game Pass versus have Left for Dead on Steam? Just in yeah, their library. People just have it because they've been yeah. given that game because away was, for like a decade. Because it was like two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's been part, like, those games have been part of, like, every Humble Bundle mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or damn near, uh, which is interesting. And Back for uh, Blood's yeah, a $60 it, game. So, yeah, I yeah. thought that I thought that was interesting. Um, I want to play more Back for Blood, but I will I will only play that with other people. That's a strictly multiplayer yeah. game for me. Yeah. I've only played with, um, with other people. I don't, I, even, I don't even think I have it installed, honestly. I'll look. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, did you have anything else uh, to say about Back for Blood now that you've played it a bit more? Or? Uh, I'm almost done with it, as in, like, I've almost beaten the campaign. I don't know what to, what to call it. Um, and I would say that a lot of my fears have, I, th- I think about just the replayability have come to fruition and that, like, I've replayed act one a couple of times with different people and it's always kind of felt the same uh which is a little unfortunate but at the same time i haven't played on the harder difficulties which add like uh you know uh what's the term friendly fire um and stuff like that and i feel like that might add to the drama so um, I'm, I'm waiting until I, I do some of the harder difficulty stuff to see if like that adds to the experience. But as of right now, it's kind of like once I am done, um, with like the campaign stuff, I feel like I'll kind of just be done like with the game, like unless they add a bunch of stuff. Right. But right now it's just like, I'm like, yeah, okay. I feel like I kind of have done it, if that makes sense, which is a little bit of a bummer, but um, like I still, I would say I still enjoyed my time playing the game. I just uh, wish that- It's just not gonna be one of those, uh, Yeah, it's not gonna be on the same level as the previous ones. There's a there's also a part in the campaign where you have to defend a bar um, from, like you have a jukebox playing cause you're trying to make a bunch of noise while like people like a block away are trying to like evacuate. And so you're trying to, draw the zombies to you and it's this like horde mode inside of a bar and uh we were all like man i kind of wish there was a mode like this 
that was like semi-random, like where we were doing this like wave after wave, because it actually required us to like tactically do stuff and it was nice. But I, I am starting to think maybe that the easy difficulty is just like too easy, but I don't, mm. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I will reserve, I will reserve final thoughts on that for a while. Um, cool. Yeah. What were some of the other uh, little things that you wanted to uh, talk about this week? Um, is anyone else playing Pikmin Bloom? <laughs> nope. I haven't because it it came out and it's just been really cold. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, is that an outside game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like bit, a Pokemon it's, Go. It's like Pokemon Go. It's oh. from Niantic. Um, I've been playing it. I downloaded it. I'm like a big Pikmin fan. So I play, I downloaded it and I've been playing it and like, it's, uh, I don't want this to, let me explain really quick before I say the next thing I'm going to say. It's not really a game. And I hate when people say that. I hate when people it's say a way like, of it's life. not even a game. It's an experience. No, it's just, it's, it's more like a lifestyle app that has Pikmin in it. Um, but like, the, if you were gonna pick a more pretentious thing to say, then it's not a game; it's an experience. No, it's not a game; it's a lifestyle. No, I mean like, <laughs> like that's what they're called. I know, like I know when what it's you like mean. a jog, you know, like a jogging thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's more like, like that. It's, it it has like the Pokemon Go UI. It has like, oh, take steps to like hatch eggs, but instead you're growing Pokemon or not, you're growing Pikmin. Um, and it has like all these things that are very similar, but it lacks like all the other things that Pokemon Go has. There's no competitive, there's nothing competitive in it whatsoever. There's not like raids or anything. You're literally growing Pikmin and you're sending them out on like little expeditions to get you fruit and stuff so that you can grow more flowers. And then you, when you walk, you're basically just growing flowers around your neighborhood. So that's it. Is is the end game that uh, the Pikmin pick you up and put I'm you in a be, little spaceship? I'm going to be Jeff frank. Bezos? I don't think there's an end game at all. I think it's literally you just do this just, until the end of time. Just walk around and then flowers. And all of this all sounds super negative, but I've been playing it every day. <laughs> so you don't get in a spaceship. No. It's off planet. Okay. It's none of that. It's like your neighborhood and where you walk, like you grow flowers. And so you'll see like also where other people walk and like where there are flowers around your neighborhood. So when the first game first came out, there were basically flowers by my house because I've been packing my house. So I was basically just walking around my <laughs> walking what? around my house. Um, and then there was like our park nearby had some, you know, and then there's like bigger flowers that if you help, if you grow flowers around them, they bloom, and I don't know what happens because I haven't done that yet. But do you know what level you're at in the game? Like level eleven, I think. Okay, I have a spoiler for you if you want it. Level fifteen. Sure. Harry says at level fifteen, there's raid-like bosses where you hit mushrooms. He unlocked it today, and it's very odd. That sounds odd, but cool. I'm I'm gonna ha I'm gonna yeah. have to keep I'm gonna keep on the grind then. Um, Shrooms, baby. But I have noticed that my neighborhood has like the flowers are there's more like they've been like growing and stuff. And they, there's something about it got me thinking about not even just um, this game in particular, but like other games that have like all these things in them have all these features. Like Pokemon Go has all these different features that have come because of you know just the game being around so long. 
And sometimes, like, you can add too much to a game, I feel like. And I'm not I'm not saying Pokemon Go is too much. I haven't played it in a long time. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of add like too just, much where, like, yeah. you kind of lose what it was. Yeah. And I feel like po- uh, Pikmin, I'm, I keep wanting to call it Pokemon Bloom, but Pikmin Bloom, the thing that I kind of like about it is that it is just what it is. Like, it's just a little thing that you log into and you see all your little dudes running around. And I have my, like, blue Pikmin with his Mario hat and, like, I send them on little journeys and they come back with postcards from my neighborhood. And I, when I walk the dog, I'm like growing flowers around my neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, cool. I planted like a hundred today or something. And that's the game. But like, there's something kind of like nice about it and that it, there's no pressure to anything. I don't feel like I have to, you know, in Pokemon Go, it's like, what stats do you have for all these things? It's like, I just have a couple, like I got my red my yellow, my blue Pikmin, and they're all here, right? And we're just growing flowers and walking around, right? That's that's it. And I, I feel like it's kind of nice. Like, if, if that doesn't sound like something you want to do, I totally understand. But, like, at first when I started playing, I was like, is this really it? And then I was like, oh, it's kind of nice that this is just it. <laughs> like, there's not... Like me with the Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. How, yeah. Uh, how involved is it... How active are you on your phone when you're like out walking? Not because like all good because like that was my whole thing with Pokemon Go where it was like, like you yeah. always knew when someone was playing that like it, you'd see somebody walk into a pole or like that's the thing you know, yeah in a this, manhole cover this game you don't have to look you can um I you don't look I don't look at my phone at all like you literally there's you'll plant flowers just passively like as you play it connects to Google Fit also so it tracks your footsteps oh and nice. Stuff. So, like, you don't even have to have the game open to, like, be kind of playing it. It's always just kind of playing in the background. Nice. And, like, your Pikmin pick up stuff even in the background. Like, you'll just be hanging out. Or, like, you'll go through a day, you know, just doing normal stuff like you would do. And then you look at your phone and they're like, oh, man, they found me, like, a couple of Pikmin seedlings, a lemon, and a plum today. Like, how nice, right? (laughs) Like... (laughs) You don't have to be like spinning Pokestops all the time and stuff. Um, there's also a you collect like uh, like flower petals basically to like and they get in a jar and then you can set it to like before. I, so before I take my dog out, I'll turn the game on and I'll click this thing that's like start planting and it gives you a like 10 to 20 percent boost on growing more Pikmin. But also you'll grow like whatever color flower you're using. And like, I'll click that on and I'll just turn my phone off. And then I don't think about it the whole time. I'm like out. And then when I come home, I come back and I click stop. And then it shows you like a a little GPS thing of where you walked and does all the little flower things around your neighborhood and stuff. Yeah. Boom. There it is. There they are. It's little boys. It's just nice. I don't know. There's nothing like crazy about it. It's it just is what it is. And I kind of appreciate it for that. I'm sure like a lot of the Pikmin like uh, Pokemon people will be like, why would I play this when I'm like so invested in Pokemon Go? And it's like, that's fair. This that, isn't you can keep playing that. This isn't this isn't that. It's just kind of a thing that's there. And like the the postcards you get from your Pikmin are actually really funny because they're like from places in your neighborhood, but they're all like in the picture, like doing stuff. I'll have to find some. <laughs> but um they're very funny and they don't you don't get them that often and like i got like four today at one i'd only gotten one and then all of a sudden it was like here's four postcards and i was like oh my god so there's all these little ones but yeah it's 
it is what it is but i yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is like it it maybe takes up five minutes of my attention every day but it's just also like nice i don't know just a wholesome fun thing to do yeah it's not even awesome. yeah it's just like a thing that's around and i kind of appreciate it for that i'm sure at some point maybe uh they'll add a bunch more stuff and it'll get more complicated but i kind of i kind of hope they don't like the simplicity to me is almost like its strength in a yeah. way and that it's just it just kind of is it is a thing that's here right um but yeah trying to find a postcard that's not going to like give away my location or anything <laughs> here we go no that's not going whatever we can move on to the next thing but yeah here you go here's a good one they're all standing in front of like a thing that's oh an nice act- that's an actual thing i don't know why my camera doesn't want to focus on it but that's an actual thing in like my neighborhood and like, nice all the pikmin are like oh i'm here um cool it's goofy I like it though. I'm appreciate. I appreciate it. Apparently, a lot of people that play Pokemon Go played Wizard Unite too, and now they're moving over. Yeah, to yeah. yeah, that was the Harry Potter. Yeah, Wizard. They're actually shutting that down next year. Yeah, it's getting shut down. It it yeah. was. I I played it the first day it came out, um, and I was working at uh, at a GameSpot still, and I I think even all of us were like, eh. Like, I remember Pokemon when that Go got people announced. People were not like super into it. Yeah, I remember that getting announced and being like, "Really? They're going Harry Potter? Okay." Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and yeah, but like Pokemon is such a perfect fit for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a little impressed at how they because they very they could have very easily made this game like basically a another Pokemon go where like you're collecting spaceship parts and like doing a thing and fighting monsters and stuff. And it would have felt like that would have been cool, but this is just like, what do we, how do we do something like just not, not that, you know, like just how do we do like the Pokemon go thing, but like do it kind of differently. And it does a lot of the same stuff, but it also does a lot of things that I think are like just very antithetical. I don't know to it in a good way, not in a, not in a bad way. No, I think the the way the fact that they have them integrating with Google Fit makes me think that they're trying to treat it as more of like almost like a Wii Fit, yeah, kind of thing. Like it's like this is a uh, more of a experience than yeah. like a game that we want to it, suck dollars out of you. For. Yeah, it also asks like I mean there are like cosmetics and things you can buy or like you know I can buy pots of flowers or I can buy more uh, Pikmin capacity, you know, or whatever, but. Um, yeah, it, it, it just, it's, it's interesting. I, I had a thought and then I totally lost it all of a sudden. Sorry. But that's fine. Hmm. But yeah. It's a, Good a, deal. It's a neat little thing. Check it out. Pokemon Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Catch the fever uh, if you so, if you're so inclined. <laughs> yeah. Catch the, catch the mild, mildly elevated temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cute. So uh, one of the games that I, I recently beat uh, was uh, Rookie, uh, but we're actually going to talk about that next week, and we might have a guest or two mm. to talk about that. Um, oh, girl. Oh, maybe. maybe. Girl. I, got, I got a few. Uh, the, the PR person that I interacted with uh, who sent me the game, which I just to 
be clear and upfront, I did enjoy it quite a bit. It's just like, I want to talk about it with some other people. And uh, they sent me some extra keys. So I'm waiting for some of those people to kind of catch up with uh, either getting a little bit of time in so that we can have a, like a discourse about it uh, or to beat it if they're into it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then we'll talk about it then. Uh, just because there's there's enough to talk about but without getting into that. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, if that's something you've had your eye on, uh, it is now on PS5 and optimized for Series X and S, but still available on Xbox One and uh, I think PC and other stuff. Like it's available it launched on Switch, places. didn't it? Or am I making that uh, up? That might be a different Maybe. View. Maybe. But now it's like current gen yeah like, on all the stuff things. like that so yeah yeah and i play i played it on ps5 and uh series x i ended up beating it on series x and got almost all the achievements and it's good mm-hmm. it's good I, i'm looking forward to talking about it uh but the game that i really want to talk about that i beat last night and cannot stop thinking about is inscription have you guys heard anything about this i saw mm-hmm. tom marks reviewed it and I read the description of it. And went this wait. Is this like that roguelike game? Uh, Actually, this sounds like a Josh Mobley game, from what I read. Is this? Uh, is it that? It's that horror. Um, it's a deck building horror uh, game, isn't it? Horror. Yes. Roguelike. So yes. I did hear about this like right when it hit early access, and I read the description and was like, "What in what in the world? Who is made this? this for me?" But like all the reviews were like. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, but I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't given it a go really, or I haven't looked at it really. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I will say is, and I'm not gonna break, I'm not gonna break my own rule. Uh, do not read about this game. Do not. Uh, listen to people talk about this game, excepting me, of course, uh, just play it. Mm-hmm. Just play it. Uh, this game is a lot <laughs> and it's very like good. This game is a lot. Um, oh God, I kind of want to give people like, just like one Give me the elevator Tip. pitch. It's a roguelike. No. <laughs> uh, is there is there a story? Yes. The, the trouble with this game is telling you almost anything concrete about it is could be a spoiler. And this game is full of a lot of God. It's so, it is so difficult to not spoil anything about it because this game is layers and layers and layers and layers. The the IGN 10 point scale. Give us that. What what do you rate it? 10. Wow. Like no hesitation. Let me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you this year. I played return of the upper den, dark souls, remastered super Mario 3d world, Bowser's fury, Donut County, Prey, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, uh, Toem, Hitman 3, Disgaea 6, Death's Door, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, Control Ultimate, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, 
and Inscription is my game of the year right now. Holy shit. What is it on? Is it only on it's PC? It's on PC. It is, it's only on PC. How much is it? It's $20. Fuck it. I'll buy it right now. Um, <laughs> that was fast. But I, but I, yeah, but I'm telling, like, I'm telling you, like, I read through that, that list of games and like some of those, some of those games you all know I've been waiting for. You all know that I have raved about. Like, to my wish list. I, I would, I would say it just, it's so many games that we play are just, Here's another one of those. Mm-hmm. Like even like Hitman 3 is exceptional. The polish is so high. The creativity and replayability is so high. It's it's masterful. But you've seen that song and dance before. At the same time, Hitman 1 and 2 and Blood Money and Contracts and all of those games exist. Guilty Gear is really, really great, and it does some cool stuff that the series hasn't done before. Another, but again, it's another Guilty Gear. It's another one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, you get like little novel ones here and there where it's like, hey, Florence, like, and that didn't come out this year. That's just a game that I played this year. Or like Unpacking. Or, you know, like there are games that come along that are Toem. Where it's like, yo, this is like a little photography simulator, like adventure game. Like, what if Zelda, but you just take photos of stuff? You know, where it's like more novel. Like, this is that. This is that, and that it's like there's nothing else like it. There are a few things like it, but there's like not fucking many. And, uh, and the... I don't think there's... I've played a couple of games. Man, maybe one or two games ever that was even close to like this. Uh, And I think this is the best one of these. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's, If you like... And I will say, like, I'm not a huge fan about uh, of deck building games. I am not a huge fan of horror games. Or like suspenseful games. I am not a big fan of roguelikes. Like I notoriously, I think I've said one is essential and it's Hades. And that's basically like there are other ones that are good. But like there's only one that's like really, really, really good. But the the thing about Inscription is it's not just a deck building game. It is not just a horror game. It is not just a roguelike. and I, I think I think the only way to really do it justice is just to say is to sing. don't read about it. <laughs> don't yeah, is, just, is to sing a song uh, is just to tell you this game rips ass, catch the fever, buy it, buy it now. Like I, I, I asked for a review key for this game because of because Tom knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, Tom like, has always known what he's talking about. Yes, yes, and he's gonna make it. And he's Tom Marks. He's gonna make it. That guy. I think he's gonna make guy. it at this IGN. I think he's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, all he's right. gonna he's gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, but Tom has put me on to a lot of very unique games. Tom was the, Tom is the reason why I played Return of the Oberdin. Yeah. Another very unique game. Uh, and you can look at people like Lucas Pope. 
who made Return of the Upper Den. And you can look at his other games and be like, oh, wow. Like, and he, I think he, didn't he do Forget uh, Forgotten City or no? I, I don't, don't want to commit anyway, to that answer. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But that that's a that's a game that was compared to like, oh, it's kind of like Return of the Upper Den. Like, it's, it's a, like an interesting, like, take on something like this. Um, actually, I don't think that was him because I think he was talking about a game that he was working on, but he hasn't. I don't think we know anything about it yet. Um, but like, I am, I definitely put more weight on games that are doing different things. And this is one of those. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I, I, it is probably not for everyone. Uh, I got, uh, annoyed or like a little bit confused at certain points as to like what to do. But I I think I looked up like maybe hints like maybe once or twice. But like I, I really must say like try to keep the reading that you do about this game to the absolute minimum because it is going to pay huge dividends for you if you just kind of poke around and see what this game is doing. Uh <sighs> I would. I. I don't even know if you could do a spoiler cast about this game, uh, but it, I. It's. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to tell you, if to play if it. if my opinions and my critiques on games have uh, earned me any credit or any weight with you, uh, check this game out. So. Okay. <laughs> I will at some point. It's been on. It's actually been on my Steam wish list for a little bit since I saw it. But hearing that it's great is is great. Okay. I think. I think. I think. If this sounds at all interesting to you, make this the next game you play. I. I think because we are going to have a discussion about this for our Goaty episode. For sure. you like it or not, I'm I mean, you like it or not, it. this is happening. I mean, I'm talking. I am talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, so I'll play it after the wedding. I'm not gonna start it before. It's 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 not not that long. Doesn't matter. I will say the the how the how long to beat uh, says like twelve to sixteen hours. Uh, I it took me like twenty six or twenty seven hours, but part of that uh, was idling like during my. Like workday, like and like I paused it and tabbed out, but I don't know if it actually still counted those hours. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how Steam tabulates that, but um. So. It might be that might be falsely inflated, but just know it's like it's not incredibly long. Uh, it's it's a it's, not super brisk, but it is definitely uh, not, a fucking forty hour JRPG or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a relief. So, and uh, it is a great game to play on your laptop while you're watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia like I've been doing. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, it rips. So, catch the fever. Good. Inscription. Inscription spelled like inscription, like a scribe would do, but with a Y in the middle instead so that the middle of the word says crypt. 
Mm. So mm. creepy. Okay, but yeah, it's good. If if, you, if the if there's a really I one thing I will say that I don't like about it, uh, and I don't know what else they would. I mean, I know something else they could do. Uh, I don't think that the game cover art for it looks very good or enticing. Uh, but it's it's there's a there's a lot more to it. So cool. There's a Sick. lot. And if you want to talk, if you want to talk strategies. Hit me up on Twitter at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. Or hit me up on my DMs if you know me on Discord or whatever. Fun-ass game. Them DMs. Fun-ass game. Uh, Chris, what else you got, bud? Forza Horizon 5. Um, the So they, they did the thing. This might be what I get into next, actually. Oh, baby. So they did the thing where if you um, get, like, the premium edition or whatever, you get it on Friday, uh, this past Friday, uh, cause the game releases tomorrow, like proper on game pass and everything like that. Um, historically every Forza horizon game, uh, since three. So the last three of them, um, they've put out, I've been like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I always end up buying like the super ultimate, whatever edition, because I always like the DLC hmm. that they put out, like the hot wheels, the Lego, like whatever the case may be. Um, so I was I like, think the only Forza Horizon game I ever played was the Fast and the Furious like free standalone. Yeah, that one, was which great. I loved. Yeah, I, I think I almost got every achievement in that. I think I only missed one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, they're um, and, and I've always meant to get into these, and and I think this is going to be the one that I do. Well, and that's what's interesting. Like I, I tend to play them for like a day or two, um, and then something else comes along, and then I don't think about it. Um, this is all I want to play right now is Forza Horizon Five. Um, I woke up Saturday morning, uh, I played a little bit on Friday, woke up Saturday morning and played for like a good three hours. Um, there's something wow. just very Zen about the way that they have Mexico laid out and the way that they, um, they introduce different missions to you like throughout the game. Um, throughout at least the early portions of the game. Um, they're very good at like not overwhelming you with what's there. Um, hmm. and that's important in an open world game. Oh yeah. Um, and then they, they do, they do a really good job of, um, it's almost like me a Mega Man type thing where they're like, Hey, you have a credit to open up a new area. Do you want to open up more missions in this section of Mexico? Or do you want to go to a different location on this map? Um, and each location is like a different, um, like biome basically of Mexico. Um, they basically took like all of these um recognizable locations and kind of like shoved them all in this like one map so you have like a mountain area you have a rainforesty like jungle or like woodsy whatever area um whatever you want to call it um there's like the beach there's um a town um like a like city kind of thing um all dynamic weather systems um day night cycle um it can run at either they have like a quality and performance mode. Um, if you do the performance mode, it runs at a lock 60. The other one's 30. Um, I actually played for probably a good, like four hours in quality mode and was just appreciating how good the game looked and then found out about the 60 FPS one. And now I'm like not going back. Um, cause it, <laughs> it, it, it runs just like super well. Um, the, 
Uh, I haven't gone crazy with like customization. I really have just been kind of like buying whatever stock car that they have. Um, and I'm just trying to build my garage as much as I can. Um, but they, they have some interesting things in it that I don't remember the other Horizon games having. Like, they added, um, it's like, it's almost, I don't know what they call it, but it's like, uh, Destiny Public Events, where you could be driving around in the open world, and they could be like, hey, um, it, you can sync up with, like, six other drivers that are around here, and you have to see how many, like, jumps you guys can go off of in the span of like 10 minutes and like it's a group effort of people just like trying to find ramps together um in the world and you'll just keep like watching you know your your vehicles mm. off of it and stuff like that um there's like a a giant um bowling pin one um where you like drive to this location and then all of a sudden it's like the whole uh spot is just filled with bowling pins and you have to drive through them um just like cool little mini games that they have kind of like dispersed throughout the world. Um, but it's, it's definitely like the best um, distribution of different content that I've seen from the Forza games so far. Um, it's probably like, I, I by no means am I like a, an expert in the franchise, but it's definitely like one that it's the one that I'm, I haven't, been this hype over a racing game since like project Gotham racing um on uh on 360 which was like way back in the day um yeah you know yeah it was uh the almost the definition wasn't that of literally back in a the day. launch yeah wasn't that literally a, like a 360 launch title yeah project yeah, Gotham sure 3 it yeah it was and um there's actually a piece on IGM right now uh I think Cardi did that it goes through like the history of the Forza franchise and who who all is like at Playground Studios? I didn't know it's like all these guys from Bizarre Creations that like they did Project Gotham, um, and the Burnout series. A bunch of those guys are there. Is it's this like, just like a who's who of like all the great that's, racing it's franchises? Literally, that is the whole studio. I had no idea because he went through and like <laughs> while I'm playing this game, I'm like, man, like I I miss Burnout. Like I miss all these games that I start like thinking about and I, I haven't thought about in years. Um, and I watched this video and he goes through it and I'm like, son of a bitch, they're all making this game. Like, this is why this game is so good. It's because they got all of the top talent to just make this like amazing car franchise. Uh, that's dope. Like there's, it's so crazy because back in the day, like the only racing series that mattered was Gran Turismo. Yeah. Like mm. back in the day, like that was the one. There was yeah. need for and speed, then, like, but it didn't have the pole that. I, think. I mean, under yeah. it was like and Underground, Underground 2, and Hot Pursuit were like the big three. And then they really haven't. But the, yeah, and then you had like you had all these offshoots. You had like Grid. Midnight Club. Like, uh, Rally. And, you know, then you have these like one-offs, like Split Second. Oh, my what, God. Even Split Second is so good, though. But yeah. that, wasn't an, that, wasn't a, uh, that wasn't an E for Speed game. No. No, no, no. I'm just talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, just a bunch racing of, you games. Got, you got, mm. but, but that's what's funny. Like, if you go and watch that video, if you think and of, dirt. seriously, you think of any of those franchises, you're like, what the hell happened to that? That was a good game. Like, they're, they're, they're making all... Forza. Yeah. And, and now there's literally, like, it, it's, it's gone full circle where it was just like, for a while, I didn't care about anything. And now it's like, there's literally only one racing franchise that I care about, and it's Forza Horizon. Yeah. And like I dipped into Forza Three, Forza Horizon Three. Uh, I dipped into I think the first like Forza Forza game I played was Forza Seven, 
just because like I think they gave it out with gold. Yeah, they and that was like right after I had like a my Xbox One or whatever. Then I I like tried that or five. Which one? Which would it show ever Forza came out with the with the Xbox One? Um, was the one that I tried and I was like I don't I I'm done with sim racers. Yeah, and then like Horizon Three and I was like holy shit. And then I like try, I tried that and I was like wow, this is so cool. And whichever one was in France was that four. Or was that three? I think that was three. Okay. So three, which I think is a 360 game actually on Bat Compat. Yeah. Uh, but I played it on, on Xbox One and it still looks awesome. Like it looks really good. No, a lot of and them, then, uh, they, uh, they've always been like a tentpole franchise of like, this is the power of this console that, um, you know, is yeah. currently out. I will say this. Um, graphically, it is not, it's a step up. It's not that much of a step up from Forza mm. Horizon 4. So if you played that on Series X and you know what that looks like, like it is largely the same. Some of the particle effects are better, but like um I think if, if you did a side by like if you do a side by side, you would know, but if you like played the two back to back, you'd be like I have no idea. Hmm. Um it's not night and day because Forza Horizon 4 still looks amazing. Yeah, that game looks incredible. Um yeah. and they they optimize it really well for Series X. Um the other thing I wanted to bring up was I was a huge MotorStorm fan on PS3, and they stopped making those after Apocalypse because of the um, tsunami that hit and all that good stuff. Um, that yeah. franchise just kind of went away. Um, the The off-road races that are in this game, at least the ones that I've done so far, feel a lot like the way that they did in MotorStorm, and that's like... It's the highest praise I can give. Because, um, like, whatever Pacific... So is this, like, the definitive open-world racing experience, do you think? Yeah. Damn. Okay. There you go. Like, they gave it a 10, and I was like, it's a fucking racing game. Like, what do you mean? And, like, I, I can't believe how badly I want to go play it right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great. I love it. But so far, so far, you would, you would agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, there, yeah. there haven't been... I haven't come across anything that I'm like, well, that's not great. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Um, the, the douchebag teenager in me that loved, uh, need for speed underground is like, man, it'd be cool if I could put like LEDs on the bottom of the car. And maybe you can, I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't looked at any PS2 of that yet. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to pimp my ride. Pimp your, you want to pimp your ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they could put exhibit in Forza horizon five, where is that guy? Forget about it. I have no idea. Dude, dude, I I was just not that long ago. I think it was when everybody was talking about Fred Durst's like dad cut or like dad beard or whatever. Yeah. But I went back and listened to uh what is it? Chocolate Starfish or whatever. Yeah. And the 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 song that like the, the what is it? Like Rolling Air Raid or whatever. Where, like, Exhibit does, like, a bit on it. Uh, like, he has, like, a verse on it. And it's, like, so good. No, he's, like, he's on that show Empire. That's what he's doing now. Oh, there you go. No, I mean, he, like, there was a reason he was on MTV. Like, he wasn't yeah, just great. he wasn't just a meme, <laughs> you know, for yeah. his whole career. Yeah, yeah. Although I do love that meme. That's a great meme. Oh, yeah. Yo, dog! I heard you like. 
So we so put good. this thing in this thing. Yeah. So you can X while you X, whatever. PS2 in the X back. to the Z. X going to give yeah. it to Man. That's all I remember. Three generations later. Good luck finding a PS5 to put in the back of your car. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, did we have anything else? Uh, no. You, you can okay. get a Doom and Banjo-Kazooie horn in Forza Horizon 5. I got the Windows 11 Greatest startup game ever. <laughs> Greatest game ever. Yeah. But that's it. Cool. Good stuff. Did you have any any anything wrap up thoughts, Josh? Or are we good? No, I think we're I think we're good for now. Cool. Well, let's wrap. So you may have been a little bit perplexed if you went straight from the last episode to this one. Wait a second. Did he say that it's episode 205? I did say it's episode 205. Uh, to right a longstanding wrong. <laughs> we actually skipped because the last episode we recorded was 202. But this is the 205th episode of this podcast. So episode 200. Did you 200... go through and count? Yeah. So wait, uh, now what? <laughs> so now we just skip from 202 to 205. And that's just it. But now... Whatever we say the episode number is, is the whatever numberth episode of the show that I say it is. It's like Windows 9. So episode 200, yeah. Episode 200 wasn't actually the 200th episode of the show. So we lied. Because before, I mean, this, uh, our numbering was off, but we fixed it now. Okay. But we fixed it now. What was 200? Uh, well, the last episode was 202, and that was the 204th episode. So I think that episode 200 was actually episode 202. The reason the reason for this was the first episode of this show that we published is episode 2, and then we had a couple of special episodes that we didn't number. Right. Um, so, like, some of our spoiler casts, I don't, like, there were, there were a couple of them, and I just didn't put a number on them because I was like, oh, these are just going to be, like, side episodes. And sometimes we did them in addition to our regularly scheduled episode, which is why I didn't number them because we would have skipped ahead. It would have been weird. But when we're scheduling, I want to, I like, I want to know from now on that the episode number is the episode number. So I was just like, fuck it. We started on episode two. We're skipping three episodes. It's 202 to 205. He's a monster. And that's just what it is. But from now on, it'll be right. Okay. So thank you for joining us for the 205th episode of this podcast that we've published. Because I guess technically there were other ones that we didn't publish. (laughs) But yeah, if you've got thoughts uh, that you want to share with us, you can find us all together at Platformers Pod on Twitter and other social media places. Uh, I am making a return to Facebook to reconnect with a bunch of people. So if you have Facebook, you can hit me up there. I guess search Brian Barnett and you'll recognize me. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. And if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff I'm working on, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. You can find me on Twitter at Shrives93 and Instagram and everything else. Now, I'm laughing because... Um, a friend of the show, Sam Adams, just updated his profile pic, <laughs> but it's the same picture that was his profile pic. He just 
change the background. And the tweet literally says, hashtag new profile pic. Surprise, it's still drunk me with a fake mustache, but now with <laughs> in front of a Halo Reach wallpaper. Please enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Nice. I love I it. I love that, man. But, yeah, you can catch me uh, wherever. I don't know. Uh, I'm on the internet. Wherever, I don't know. Shrive's Shri- 93. Catch the fever. Mm-hmm. Catch the fever. Catch the fever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you want to see the stuff that I'm doing, then then check out uh, the IGN guide for Call of Duty Vanguard and Far Cry 6. I actually did the entire video capture for uh, the video walkthrough for Call of Duty Vanguard. Nice. So uh, uh, that is edited and up now. You can get through the entire game. I'm still working on the written guide, getting that up. The first two chapters of that are up, but the entire video walkthrough is done. Uh, so if you need some help, you need some advice, you need to figure out how to do stuff, check it out. That's what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. I know a lot of you listen on Apple, so please give us a good review there. Uh, if you like the show, uh, you can catch us uh, as we stream this on video at twitch.tv slash pod, And then later, when it gets archived at youtube.com slash platformers pod thanks to the illustrious chris schreiber um from everybody here at the platformers we hope that you have an incredibly wonderful delightful and joyous week and stay safe out there because until next time we bye